0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. This is part four of the 666 Weeks of Horror, and it's The Shining. No, it's not. Don't lie to people. Oh, it is The Shining. Yes. Ah, all right. Mm-hmm. I thought this was The Wicker Man. It's never The Wicker Man. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> I hope everybody enjoyed Salem's Lot. Uh, we did. Yeah. Immensely. Fantastic, uh... You just staring at me. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Um, no real, no real news. Of course, you know these these podcasts are only like two, three days apart from recording for these six weeks, so there's nothing really new to report. However, I did want to bring up the fact that um, Tenant, which is kind of like the only real movie in theaters right now, has made two hundred and eighty-four million dollars worldwide. Yeah, because it's the only movie in theaters right now. <laughs> its budget was six hundred. It's six hundred. Yeah, two hundred million. So it's starting to turn a profit. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're gonna get too many more postponements. No, I don't think I so. I think what you're gonna see is I think what's set now is set. I think they wanted to like I think W I think Warner Brothers postponed Wonder Woman because they wanted to let Tenant breathe a little bit. And then obviously you're going we're gonna I, th- I think we're gonna get Bond. I I we were talking about this on our Bond channel, but we we're, we're uh, taking a break for six weeks from that. Um, so if you want to go back and listen to all the 24 episodes from season one, go ahead and listen to that. Hiatus. Hi, yeah, just, just you know, just a just a break. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Wonder Woman because I know we're both looking forward to Wonder Woman. I don't think that's going to get postponed again. I think uh, there'll be enough time to space out perfectly. I, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I agree. Uh-huh. I am also. I, I, I've been looking forward to this since it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, so. me too. Me too. <clears throat> so mean, the fact that we keep getting closer and closer and they keep moving the date back, it's just frustrating. Yeah, because it was literally supposed to come out Thursday. Yeah. So, but they obviously want tenant to make as much money as they can um, before No Time to Die comes out because No Time to Die is just going to, whatever box office there is, it's going to go to No Time to Die. I think so. So, um, the other movie I was thinking of was the sequel to Murder, Murder on Orient, Orient Express. Uh, murder on the Nile, I think is what it's no. Called. I think it's called Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile, yeah. yeah. That got moved to December. It was supposed mm. to come out in October. It got pushed to December. Was it? Is it really? Yeah. We didn't. Did we ever get a trailer for that? No. Huh. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's- yeah. I mean, I didn't really like the remake anyway. It just didn't feel like. Hey, I'm I, I'm always <coughs> up for a good. I mean, I'm always up for a good whodunit murder mystery. Me so. too, but I. It was vastly inferior to the original. So yeah, if, but Kenneth Branagh was. I, mean, a great, I love I love Kenneth Branagh, but he was a great Poirot. Yeah, he I'm was. Sure, I'm saying that wrong. He was. He was too much like Sherlock Holmes, not enough like Poirot. Yeah, like, but that mustache he had. Yeah, but it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So should we? Uh, should we make the announcement? Do we agree on what I texted you earlier for the YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, I said I liked it. Wanna roll with it. Nobody else has it. right? Nope. I checked. All right. So, our YouTube channel has a name, Entertainment Multiverse, and I'm going to shoot to have that up and running, not, everything might not be backlogged just yet by the end of next week, but the fact that we're going to AC on Saturday, and we're going to record on Friday night, and then Sunday I'll be at Kevin's for football, I think next Friday, which is I, I think the 10th, the 11th, something around there, that's when I'm going to have it launch. I give me a week to kind of figure out some stuff for, you know, logos and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, the goal is for that YouTube channel is to backlog all the Multiverse Movie Podcasts on there, which we're still going to do that. We're going to backlog the podcast on there, but their primary place to listen to will still be iTunes, wherever your preferred listening is. Yeah. We're just going to back, back them up on there. Same thing with Bond. Um, that'll be broken down into playlist season one, season two, and so forth. I'm actually going to make the six, six, six weeks of horror its own playlist. So you, if you just want to go back and listen to the horror weeks, boom, they're right there. there the 13 movies are going to be right there. Um, maybe the top 10 we do for the horror for the six weeks, will be there too. So, um, and then we'll, you know, do whatever the fuck we want to do on that channel. It's mm-hmm. pretty much just a, another platform we're going to do. And, Maybe expand to like I would love to re- re- review comic books, even if it's just after I read them. Uh, yeah. Do a fifteen-minute review on it, put it up. Well, there. I know we talked about possibly doing uh, maybe some small reviews mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Uh, of WWE pay-per-views. As yep, we that, yeah, cause we did. Yeah, because we really want to talk about yeah. wrestling too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know they, what I don't want to talk about? What? AEW. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we will. It'll probably be mostly bashing, though. Yeah, but but um. It's not going to be very often because AEW is kind of hard for us to sit through. It's just- Listen, it's inter- and And this is the argument I get in people. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. Because people like, oh, well, it's entertaining. It's like, well, yeah, a, a fucking car crash is entertaining. To the right people, <laughs> to us. <laughs> to me, I find it hilarious. Oh, look, someone's rib cage is sticking out of yeah. the trunk. Someone was obviously texting and driving. Yeah. <laughs> not paying attention. Um, so uh, we'll keep you informed of that. But uh, I will have that up and going. By next Friday, no layered Next Friday, um, maybe I'll just wait till Friday and we'll just unveil. It. Boom! Hey, hey, here we go. Here is uh, here it is. You it, know, it's a picture of a phallic penis. Valid? Placid? Placid? <laughs> um Sorry, I worked all day. My brain's not uh, turned on yet. So uh, now that we're, all, we're 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 live, we're recording. <laughs> How about those shitty Eagles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was great, wasn't it? Oh. I mean, our teams lost too. Yes, uh, however, play. however, our teams lost to good teams. You lost to Russell Wilson and the Russell Wilsons. And. You lost to Aaron Rodgers in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Eagles. But the Eagles are oh, awful. Oh, God. Awful. So, and look, we hate the Eagles, and I hate Carson Wentz <laughs> because. The whole fan base big up to him. People are like, like "Oh, he was this greatest people like, quarterback." People are like, oh, "Well, he well he had that great fourth quarter drive." It's like he had a fourth quarter drive that advanced thirty yards twice on b- very lax uh, pass interference calls. Mm-hmm. So he didn't exactly. It wasn't like he drove eighty yards himself. Mm-hmm. Sixty of those were from a uh, yeah, were from penalties. Yeah, so so um, but I digress. Un- unfortunately, you lost this week in fantasy. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, again, I beat so. the i. Was the third highest scorer this week, mm-hmm. by like two points? I would have. If I was scoring two points, I would have been the high, at least on our, in our division. Yeah. Somehow, I'm the highest scorer in our division. Yeah. Don't know how that happened, because you smoked me on week one. Yeah, that was the last time I did anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was the last time my team showed up to play. Well, I have Alvin Kamara, so now uh, now with now he small. had almost fifty fucking points on Sunday night. <laughs> Now it's all bogus horseshit that's happening to me. I think uh, I think I think our teams will write the ship soon. I'm not I'm not one of those people who think Drew Brees should be benched. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I think he's the least of the problems. Well, listen, I think the Cowboys' offense is there. It's oh yeah, the, the defense. You guys got to stop playing from behind. The defense is just. Um, you guys need to sign Earl Thomas. The defense can't stop anybody, mm-hmm. and they need to make some changes on defense. Yeah, we need some. We need a decent secondary. We. I mean, our front. Our, our front seven is decent. Mm-hmm. It's not great, but it's decent. But the biggest problem is the fact that our mm-hmm. corners can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. Our biggest but. problem is Janoris De- Jenkins can't stop holding people. Yeah. Because he is. Yeah. I will put the majority of the last two losses on him. Mm-hmm. <coughs> anyway, yeah, enough yeah. about the pressing football. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. The shining. The shining. The shining. The howling. If you're. The, the shitting you If you're a Simpsons connoisseur Have you seen Dr. Sleep? Have you, have you and Amy Sit down and watched it yet? She, I think she has I yeah, don't think, I think I I I'm going to watch it tomorrow Watching I it um, I actually watched this To refresh myself today uh, We're recording this Tuesday What is it? 3rd, 29th you'll, uh, and Yeah, sure when. You'll get this tomorrow On the 30th So um, So because it's what 6 o'clock at night 6.30 at night So um, In the PM I, I This is one of my favorite movies Of all time um, Yeah it's not on my top ten, but if I'm doing like a ranking of a hundred, it's in the top quarter. I I've truly believe this is mm-hmm. one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, this um, is this is one of the first horror movies I saw as a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, me too, actually. So yeah, I remember seeing this as a kid. It always, and the one and the end the, the, the series on TV with Tim Daly that wasn't that, that wasn't bad Tim either. Daly it was Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber, yes. I'm sorry. You got, Tim Daly, <laughs> <Steven> <laughs> you got your wings, brother. Confused, yeah. 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 <laughs> but that wasn't bad either. No, it wasn't. So I mean, the that's shining more, has been, and, and that's more accurate to the book. So the shining has been ingrained in me, like you, since childhood, pretty yeah. much. So yeah. um, I adore, I love St- Stanley Kubrick too. I misspoke on Sunday. Stanley Kubrick had nothing to do with 2010. Um, yeah, I definitely brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I was because when you said it, part of me was like, I don't think hmm. he did. And I was like, Nah, no. what's said is said. Yeah. Now he, I, I misspoke. Um, and I realized that as I listened back to that review, that I said that because uh, he had nothing to do with that movie. But um, I did forget to mention Spartacus with Kirk Douglas. I love that movie. He oh. he directed that's a fantastic film. Um, as was I the like first half. Yes, yeah, so I like the first half of Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, exactly. The first yeah. forty six minutes and like eighty or eighty forty eight seconds of Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. Everything that takes place with Arlie Army is fantastic because of him. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, I'm not, the, um, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Kubrick guy. This is about as far as I go with it. Mm. Really, it's, it's a Shining*. I like a little bit of 2001, but then I, I don't like *A Clockwork Orange*. It, to me, it just it does nothing for me. I like the first half of *Clockwork Orange*. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I also haven't seen it in many years because it just like never... Kubrick's movies. I like the first half of them. <laughs> Spartacus is great, though. i yeah. It's a classic. I'm Spartacus. Okay. I'm Spartacus. Yes, you are. I'm Spartacus. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you Sunday for the Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be me by myself. <laughs> All right, so The Shining, let's go. Released May 23rd, 1980 with a box office, I'm sorry, a budget of $19 million, a box office intake of $46.2 million. Uh, directed and produced by Stanley Kubrick, the screenplay was written by Stanley Kubrick and Diane Johnson, based on The Shining by Stephen King. Music by Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkin. I'm pretty sure I know her from somewhere. Probably. I feel like I know that name from somewhere. Like I feel like she's, she's worked on other stuff. Starring the legendary Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I feel like legendary is underselling Jack. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Because he's... he's what, what, God status? <laughs> is he God status in Hollywood? He, yeah. He, he's yeah. yeah. He's God tier. Yeah. Him, God-tier. Hackman...
1: I think it's uh, gonna call it
0: Jack tier. Okay, we'll <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't, if we haven't told you, we're two massive Jack Nicholson fans. Oh, so I want to take a sidebar for us. How the hell are you gonna have the Lakers in the in the NBA Finals and not let Jack Nicholson courtside? He should be the only person. The you The only person side. on yeah. the court with his arms yeah. folded, yelling at the fucking players like that, like he always yeah. does at the Staples Center. That was fake. That was I know. <laughs> It's fucking ridiculous By the way Go Heat I hate LeBron um, Anyway So starring Jack Nicholson Shelley Duvall Scatman Crothers Danny Lloyd Barry Nelson I forgot he was in this Yeah I completely forgot That was Barry Nelson Yeah Barry Nelson was A uh, woman mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. completely forgot That was him And then Philip Stone Who um, You may know Barry Nelson uh, From other stuff Obviously But he was technically The first James Bond Yeah Um, because, In the Casino Royale uh, Miniseries I think it was Or was it a TV movie I think it was a TV mm, movie I don't think possibly. it was a miniseries uh, Philip Stone, people may know as, um, I can't remember his name, but he was in Temple Doom. Um, he was the, uh, general for, uh, uh captain for the, uh. Oh, uh, Captain, uh, Blum. Blumfield Blum? Blum. Blum? Whatever. He was in Temple of Doom. He, yeah, he was the yeah. bald guy who yes. was shooing away the fucking bugs and snake and stuff like that at yeah. the table. The English so, general who was, uh, yeah. overseeing how he goes, oh, yeah, the English love to oversee us like we're children or, oh. you know. Yeah. Well considering what happened in a movie, yeah, you can kind yeah, kinda of have to, yeah. assholes. George take us what <laughs> let's hear something to add. Uh I'm still just I'm I'm still thinking about Temple of Doom, so still, so now I got like the theme of <laughs> that rolling through my head since you mentioned him. Writer Jack Torrance arrives at the remote overlook hotel in the Rocky Mountains to be interviewed for the position of winter caretaker. The hotel, which opened in 1909, was built on the site of a Native American burial ground. Closes during the Snowden months. Once hired, Jack plans to use the hotel solitude to write. Manager Stuart Ullman warns Jack about the hotel's reputation. A previous caretaker, Charles Grady, killed his family and himself. Jack is nevertheless impressed with the hotel and takes the job. In Boulder, Jack's son Danny has a premonition about the hotel, and Jack's wife, Wendy, tells a doctor about Danny. Danny's imaginary friend Tony. She also reveals that Jack is a recovering alcoholic. Once injured Danny in a drunken rage, as most people do in the seventies, mm-hmm. dislocate their children's shoulders when they get papers all over the floor. Is is that a common thing? Uh, we weren't children of the seventies, so we wouldn't know. No, I was children of the nineties. Yeah, I mean, I was. I lived three years of the eighties. Mm-hmm. Two years, yeah, two and a half. No, yeah. I just I just went through that, just to mm-hmm. give it some ambiance. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, yeah, um, Barry Nelson obviously knows what the fuck is going on in this hotel. Clearly, from Octo- from October thirty first to to April third, yeah. April thirtieth 30th or thirtieth, 30th, yeah. So or May first and whenever the job was over, whatever. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. clearly he, said, he, knows he says the he's what's going on. Yeah, Jack says he's contracted to May the 1st. Yeah, so... To do the job. Um, what a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't... What is that? What do uh, they need a caretaker for? Because it's haunted! <laughs> <laughs> to take care of the ghost, clearly. I guess. <laughs> well, no, because when you have a big something, you know, you, you can't have the heat running all the time, because then there you know, could be a fire or... If like there's a problem with, off. or if there's a problem with the borders. but then the elements get to it, and you know wear and tear and such, I'm assuming. But before all of that, go ahead. The opening scene drive the him driving, just him driving. That, that the music is phenomenal. That Lord, that that long drawn out shot, mm-hmm. the score. Which immediately gives you the feeling that, yeah, some shit's going to go down. Yeah. Two th- it gives you this feeling. The, One, <clears throat> this is obviously Stephen King. Two, oh, this is a Kubrick film. That's right. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know something fucked up's about to happen. Because yeah. <laughs> those two guys are involved in the story. Well, I mean, Stephen King uh, was not happy with the movie, but it's based off Stephen King's work. Yeah. And it's a Kubrick <clears throat> film, so you know something fucked up's about to happen. <clears throat> but, that, but that score of, of uh, just going over the... I guess over, over the the Sidewinder, mm-hmm. is the name of the road. Mm-hmm. That Jackson, and once it passes the car, and it just continues up to you get to the overlook. Mm-hmm. We get just that 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 the, the beautiful overlook shot, The overlook. Hotel. I thought it was Overlook. Uh, no, Look? I mean, I just made that up to throw oh, you off. <laughs> <It's> dumb, <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> but yeah, Jack shows up and he's. He, he's got Jack eyebrows and, yeah. and, and full effects. Jack effect. hair. Jack hair all <laughs> over the face. He's got Jack everywhere. Yeah. and, he, well, and he, I can't do Jack. It's one of the few impressions yeah. I can't master. And he goes for this interview with Stuart Ullman. And Ullman kind of, he almost mentions the Grady killings just because he has to. Yeah. He was, he was, he's like, ah, well, like, I guess I, like, guess I huh? should tell you that like, this guy went he's crazy and killed a I guess I got it. <clears throat> he goes, some of the old timers call it cabin fever. It's like I think some of the, I think a lot of people are calling it cabin fever. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, <clears throat> some of the old timers like, oh wait, the, the fucking or it's ghosts, <laughs> or or a little of this, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Uh-huh. And I made this observation about Wendy last night, and it made Amy laugh. I made one too. I'll bring it and, up when you're done. I didn't text it to you because I wanted to spray it to you to get your natural reaction on this. I swear to God, if it's the same thing I'm making, uh, making uh, I hope it's not. I don't think it is. I hope it, not, but we are the it, same person. Yeah, and Wendy looks like a humanized version of Janice from Electric Mayhem. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking, but okay. Like, every time I look at her, I feel like she should be playing fucking guitar with Dr. Teeth. So my observation was this. Um is it the ash on her cigarette and how her ash game is on point? No. But okay. she but it is. Yeah. Um who looks more like a horse? <laughs> 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 Shelly Duvall or Sarah Jessica Parker? I <laughs> 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 uh, for- I forgot how uh, much uh, how much uh, her uh, uh, her facial features look like that they uh, could reach into a trough of hay and fucking nibble on it before, between races. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've killed George. I'm dead. And well, now well, I'm dead. What's your answer? <laughs> Who looks more like a horse, Shelly Duvall or Sarah Jessica Parker? I'm gonna answer that with a nay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Both. What besides I don't really know know her from anything besides this and she was um in Popeye. Yes, yeah, so she she was all of in Popeye. It, yeah. This. She also played Steve Martin's sister in Roxanne. Oh yeah. And then she went like nuts, didn't she? Yeah. But a lot of the reason why she went nuts is because uh-uh. Kubrick drove her fucking insane during the shoot. Well maybe she should have been a better actress. Even well, even Jack was getting was getting overworked because Kubrick would do these shots yeah. seventy fucking times in a row. Uh-huh. It's like you it's like you if you got somebody like Jack, it's like you're gonna make him do a fucking scene. They uh J- Jack, said find that the hair. Jack said he change Jack said every time they would give him a script, he would just throw it in the trash because he knew Kubrick was gonna change it mm-hmm. like 30 minutes later. Yeah. So he didn't bother memorizing any part of the movie. He would just learn his lines before they shot the scene. Yeah. Because it changed so much. I mean, Kubrick was so meticulous. I mean, he was. obviously, it paid off, <clears throat> but the long-term effects to obviously someone like Shelley Duvall, yeah, who I mean, who knows what kind of career she could have had had it's she true. not been it's true? Because I mean, this movie. I mean, well, here's the problem: this movie was slammed when it came out. Yeah, uh, for everything I've read, because obviously this was seven years before I was born. Yeah, um, but I mean, this movie is really beloved by a lot of people. I can't. It be- is. I can't believe this got panned when it came out because. Everybody I've ever talked to says this is a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't understand. Like, um, like I, know I, I don't I can understand like when people like <clears throat> we just, okay you just saw Halloween three for the first time when I brought it over, mm-hmm. and I've always been a fan of Halloween three. I can understand people being for the, like, the first time all the way through. Yeah yeah, bits yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can understand people being like yeah, it wasn't that good back in you know eighty three. Think so. Eve, yeah, something like that yeah we'll, we'll call and it and then that. people you know, coming around years later going hey you know maybe we were too hard in this movie because we were expecting Michael Myers here's, or something like that here's my thought this pre- movie is phenomenal I've never anything bad about this movie here's my thought process on Halloween 3 <laughs> mm-hmm. you need more Tom Atkins well I mean I mean, how much more Tom Atkins could you get in that movie it could be two Tom Atkins uh, in that oh, movie unless it's a one man show and he's doing the whole thing I'm fine with that I think a lot of the hate Halloween 3 gets is from people who did not live through the time for that because, if you think about it, by the time Halloween 3 came around, we'll say 83, 84. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 83. So it was, it was 83, so we didn't even get Nightmare on Elm it Street. had to, because... So we didn't even get Nightmare on Elm Street yet. There was a there was a decent so. little break between 3 and 4. I'm pretty sure yeah. 4 came out in 87. No, 88. 88. 4 came out in 88. Yeah. So we so we didn't even get a Friday... It might was have a, been 82, actually. So, so we I'm didn't sure. even get Nightmare on Elm Street yet. Mm-hmm. And we've had three Jason movies, mm-hmm. probably by that time. So I think it, sure yeah, wasn't it was eight 80. Jason movies because they just pumped them. No, because eight out. came out in eighty nine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. So I still they still pumped them out. Yeah. In they a the matter of what nine yeah. years because I think in eighty five when I was when born. Did, when this did one, one come out? Eighty. 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 Yeah. So <clears throat> you so you figured by this time people there were people who met it's like oh there's no Michael Myers. yeah because he's not a cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Fucking slasher like like Jason Voorhees, yeah. Who you can just keep resurrecting whenever you feel the need for. for Usually the staple. people who don't like Halloween three. So I think it's a lot of people like who, Halloween four. So I think it's a lot of people who went who who watched it after seeing after after already knowing that one and two of Michael Myers. And four, five, and six have Michael Myers uh-huh. and like and he's synonymous with the series. Yeah. So they look at three and I feel like they bash it sight unseen. Uh-huh. They're like, Oh, there's no Michael Myers, it's shit. Yeah. So they but it's a very so good bash sci-fi it sight thriller. unseen. Yes. Yeah. It is a very good sci-fi. Thriller. I think we gotta squeeze that in. I'm sure we'll get it in there somewhere. Well, if we can't get the movie that we wanna get for next week, then we'll I th- I I think we can squeeze that in there. I'm, I'm viewing but a couple, Dan, I'm viewing I'm a couple a, on eBay yeah. for a very reasonable yeah. price. So we I want to get back to that. I, I want to talk about Danny real quick and Go his ahead. um and his premonition that he has with Tony, the boy who lives in his mouth. Is essentially thought, a oh his a boy. boy. That's right. Yeah, the boy the I little boy who lives bird. in bird. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Burb. Burb. Burb James Burb. <laughs> yeah. I thought he said bird and I was just yeah. like, why do I remember this? So he gets his premonitions and he sees he gets a quick flashes, he gets a flash of the twins, he has the the blood getting off no. on the second floor <laughs> the, when he's supposed to get off on the third. Yeah, <laughs> well, the walls are bleeding. So all that, and then he passes out and doesn't remember any of it. And and Wendy's talking to the doctor <coughs> about oh you know about the, about uh, uh, about the incident with Jack when yeah. Jack injured him. And Wendy's got this like, what do I want to say? This cavalier attitude, like oh, hey, well you know it's just something you do a hundred times and then they, then then the one time you use too much force. First of all, that shouldn't be done a hundred times, Wendy. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. At that point, you should be like, you know what? This ain't working. Yeah. I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. But it's Jack. You don't leave Jack. He leaves you. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so that's that's all I got to say on that one. When the family moves into the hotel, head chef Dick Halloran surprises Danny by telepathically offering him ice cream. <coughs> Danny ex- Halloran excuse me, explains to Danny that he and his grandmother... Shared this telepathic ability which he calls shining. Halloran tells Danny that the hotel has a shine and its own memories, and he also tells Danny to stay away from room two thirty seven. So a little a little bit in there. And then we get another shot of the drive of the family going up. Uh-huh. Everyone in the car. And and I and, and, and I text this to you last night when I was when I was watching it. Uh-huh. Jack is so pissed he what, that he has a family. He yeah, he, he is, is he totally is. he's so fucking angry that he married this woman and had a kid mm-hmm. or considering how angry he is, he probably knocked her up first and then married her. Probably. So probably, probably a marriage you can oh, excuse me probably a, shot, a shotgun wedding yeah. as they say because he probably got like her every, pregnant and then he's like oh you know every time she opens you her mouth he's like every, fucking what every time <laughs> she says something he's mentally punching her in the teeth yeah, yeah those teeth it wouldn't be a hard miss because nah. that's, that's a large <laughs> target as you just said <laughs> but because we're sitting in a car and then Danny's like <clears throat> Danny's like Dad, or it's uh, I'm hungry and then he's just like, oh, well, you should have ate your breakfast, well, you little true, shit. Should've. I mean, you should have. Yeah. But he has that look in his eye where it's like, hey, I fucking told you and you didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's asking, you know, about the question or or she asked about the Donna Party and he's like, oh, I think that was party out. 50? Thanks. And he goes, oh, I think that was the out 50, in the Sierras. Says. Yeah. Or, no you know, 15. Donna Party at 15? Yeah. Something like that. But... And she asked about, you know, if this is where the Donna party happened, he's like, no, that was more further west with the Sierras. And then, you know, so it talks about the you know, the kids eating themselves with cannibalism. And she's like, oh, I don't think that's good. And he's like, no, I learned about it on television. And then, tell- Jack, and then Jack sits there and he's like, see, it's all right. Learned about it from the television. He has like that look where he's just like, ah, this fucking kid's knowing shit. Like, he's so... Pissed that he has a family. Yes, he he's totally pissed. Like anyone who knows that family should have been like, oh, the Torrance's are going up to take care of this hotel for the winter. Someone would have been like, well, I don't think they're all coming back <laughs> because that doesn't look like a happy family. Nope. And even when, uh, when they're going on the, the little tour, when they're talking and all that, like he seems all too happy that the families, you know, that that Wendy and. Danny are going off with uh Dick mm-hmm. to you know to, to see the kitchen and yeah. the, the pantry and the freezer and all that. One little thing I caught there that shows just how unhappy Jack is with his marriage. Mm-hmm. When they go up and they see the residence where they're gonna stay. Yeah. And the and there's two girls in like, Oh bye, Mr. Roman, and they and they leave. Jack stares them down as they leave. Like he's checking them out as they leave. It's mm-hmm. like it's like he's so unhappy with his fucking life. Mm-hmm. He's just looking at. It. He's yep. just looking for anything, <clears throat> and it's not on him. It's like, hey, you could easily get divorced, but you know, you you're stuck with this. And mm-hmm. considering how much of a pushover Wendy is, I feel like he could divorce her and then weasel his way at giving child support. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think that was the interpretation of Jack that Stephen King didn't really like. Was that Jack already seemed like he was unhinged when they got there? As opposed to in the book where he was and it was a gradual kind of thing where, like, Jack's already got this, like, ah, fuck these people, like, mentality. Yeah. A month passes while while Jack's writing goes nowhere. Danny and Wendy explore the hotel's hedge maze and Halloran goes to Florida. Wendy learns that the phone lines are out due to the heavy snowfall. Danny has frightening visions, while Jack becomes prone to violent outbursts as his mental health deteriorates. Yeah, that's why he has violent outbursts because yeah. he hates his family. Mm-hmm. Danny's, curio- <clears throat> Danny's curiosity about Room 237 overtakes him when he sees the room's door open. Later, Wendy finds Jack screaming during a nightmare while asleep at his typewriter. After she awakens him, Danny says he dream, or not Danny, Jack says he dreamed that he killed her and Danny. Danny arrives, visibly traumatized and bruised when he accuses Jack of abusing him, which Jack denies. First things first. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens in 237, that's all on Dick Halloran. That's all on Dick Halloran. And I'll tell you why. Tell us, tell us stories and let us. <clears throat> Anybody who's listening, who is a parent, or has ever taken care of a kid, should know If you told a seven-year-old, don't do this, he's going to do it. Uh If you tell a kid, don't do this, they're 100% going to do that. Hey, stay out of room 237. He might as well just open the door and just threw the fucking kid in himself. That's on you, Dick. Uh That's on you. Uh Dick obviously doesn't have any kids. He would know not to do that. Uh Shit, even when I was a kid, I knew if they told me not to do something, I'm like, well, there's a reason why they don't want me to do this. Probably because there's candy behind that door. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that candy. Kids, they don't know. It's curiosity. It's all. It's just the the the, the curiosity overtakes them, and when they're told not to do something, they're like, "Oh well, there's got to be a reason why I can't go in there." So, and obviously, we see what's in there: mm-hmm. a naked woman that is young and then becomes old, dead, dead. Oh, she's dead. She's dead, sir. Oh yeah, hundred percent dead. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love about this movie Mm -hmm. is almost like kind of like the absence of a score in 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 some parts of the movie. Yeah, like when Danny's riding his big wheel through the hotel, where all you're getting is the sound of the and all you're getting is yeah the sound from the hardwood, Mm -hmm. and then when he goes over the carpet, Mm -hmm. and then back on the hardwood Mm -hmm. again, like you just like you you just get that. It's just it's pure ambiance of the hotel. And sometimes that's really all you need just to exactly. build the suspense. Oh, yeah. It's just, just nothing simple. at all. Simple. And I think that's what I yeah. love about this movie, mm-hmm. much, like, much mm-hmm. like I love about the Carpenter mm-hmm. films. It's all simple suspense if they're his horror films. And this is all simple suspense with this movie. Because if you think about it, um, like with the twins, they're like in a split second of the movie. Yeah. Like, but they're iconic. Because it's just that little they that's show, one scene. They show up in like Danny's visions <clears throat> when he yeah. has the premonitions. They show up in the game room mm-hmm. when he's when he's playing darts by himself, yes. and they come in and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And then again later on in the scene when he's rounding the corner and they there, which is the scene that everyone knows. Yeah, where they sit there like, "Come play with us, Danny," and then it flashes to them dead on the floor, mm-hmm. obviously via axe. Mm-hmm. And but it, it's so iconic, and they're only in like a maybe a grand total of like two and a half minutes yeah, in the movie. That's it, and that's a very generous <clears throat> estimate. Yeah, because you don't see them again after that. You really don't see them. I don't. Did you see? I don't think they I don't think they did. I think after that, I don't. I don't think they show up again. Yeah, because I think like that last whole like twenty minutes is just basically him trying to kill them. Yeah. You know. It's, it's him trying to kill Danny and Wendy running around this hotel being terrorized by Stanley Kuber. Yes. <laughs> I feel like every time we saw her towards the end of the movie, she's uh, bug eyes and mouth agape screaming. Yeah. But that's... We'll get to that when we get to that. Mm-hmm. We, what did you think of The Hedge Maze? Uh, I, I think it's cool. I, I, I would love to go through A Hedge Maze. Not at that hotel. Uh, no. Well, maybe during the summer when it's not being haunted. And maybe during the summer, when I don't have the risk of a snowstorm to freeze myself if I get fucking lost, yeah, I'm bringing some snacks with me. Mm-hmm. So I, if I do get lost, I don't die. A little backpack full of goodies. Maybe I bring a, a fucking hedge clipper with me. And I make my backpack. way, th- and I make my <laughs> way through like uh, like Bart <clears throat> does. Yeah, in the Shining. Yeah, I find an easy way through that hedge maze. Uh, speaking of backpack, I can dust off my Marvel backpack for you, for the, the horror shows. We can. That's right. Yes, you yeah. can. Yeah, we yeah. try to buy a. Try buy a couple of horror movies, po- posters. Mm-hmm. There. Oh, maybe that, uh, maybe that uh, Blu-ray guy will be there. I can buy a certain movie that I can't seem to find anywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have to go to the dark web for it. the uh, The darkest of webs. Yeah. Black Market, whatever it is. But yeah, but they attribute... It, they almost make it seem as though Jack's um, anger is, fr- is from the Cabin Fever. Yeah. He was already but pissed. It's a, yeah, I mean, he that was already, like putting me up there. I feel like, it, like <laughs> it, it wasn't much of a push. Yeah, like I said, the mean, cab they here put- and then for the hotel to possess him because in the book, the hotel tries to the hotel's trying to possess Danny but can't mm. because he's too he's too, uh, psychically powerful. So yeah. they go to Jack. Yeah, because he's. He's the easier target All it took was Lloyd to be like Here, drink this to Torrance Oh, we're he, getting he, Lloyd he's, We're getting he, Lloyd he, He's a gal, right? I fucking love Lloyd Yeah Oh man, I love me some Lloyd Yeah, I really want to see Dr. Sleep because You give me more Lloyd Because Lloyd is Jack Torrance In, in Dr. Sleep Yeah It's not played by Jack. Not Jack. <laughs> no, it's, um, not Jack It's not Jack No, it's Tom to, um, Some dude No, it's the guy for he was, um, he was the kid in the ET Henry Thomas Henry Thomas, that's who plays him he do- I've seen the clip. He does a very good job as that character. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been cool if they gotten 85-year-old Jack, but how are you going to explain a, a ghost aging? Uh, how do you explain the ghost Obi-Wan who gets so tired he has to sit down on a log and Return to the Jedi? That's true. <laughs> That's true. So like, We're, we're, we're going to talk about things that don't almost, make any sense. I almost said Henry Thomas. I almost said Tommy Elliot. That's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> completely different. Way off. <laughs> Newest star with an Apes, though. Mm-hmm. Jack Did Wander- I? <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a Tom in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was we weren't going we to catch that. <laughs> oh, I caught it. <laughs> but Jack looks <clears throat> worn out. Throughout the entire yeah. movie. Oh, you you brought up Oh, stri- I wanna <clears throat> I wanna talk about when um about how the maniacal way he's eating bacon. And he's dipping it in the uh the he's eggs. Di- Yeah, but he dips it in yeah, but when he takes the <clears throat> first bite of it, he like takes you, you you guys obviously can't see what I'm doing, but 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 you can see what I'm doing. He like takes a button he's like oh you're like he's Jack. I expect yeah. that's how he eats the chili on the side of the corn staple <laughs> yeah, like, before he smells <laughs> it. But he's just like and then he's just he's just like feverishly dipping it into the egg. It's like Jack, you can't get any more egg on that piece mm-hmm. of bacon. First of all, why the fuck are you doing that? A lot of people do I dip bacon in uh, maple syrup. I mean I enjoy I enjoy it too, but Jack As, you know, and sauces too. First off, that bacon looked a little too, looked a little uh uh flimsy. That's not crispy bacon. No, I, I enjoy crispy bacon. So you so you've already turned me off. I so like you know. my mom who likes like Barely cooked bacon. What the hell? I think that's what Jack has. Yeah, I think it's. I, like, I like. I like a nice egg. crisp, not burnt, but it's got a little blackness to it. Because if I dip it in the egg, it'll at least seem like it's warm. Yeah, but he hates her. It's oh, clear as oh, day he he hates fucking her. hates Wait, her. God, Jack hates his wife. God, Jack hates his wife so much. He hates his fucking wife. You know, had something you were going to say before I cut you off? Of the oh yes, you were talking about the music. Yeah, um, there's a scene where. Um, he's uh, he's typing away, and the music is swelling when she's walking up to him, and, like, nothing happens. Yeah, and then... It's, it, a, it's, a, it's, it's like, all he does is yell at her. He's like, get the fuck out of here, whatever yeah. he says. He, um, it's like, well, one, you are an asshole, and obviously you hate, like, hate her with yeah. a fucking passion. She's like, oh, maybe you'll let me read something. And he's like, every time you come in here, I can't think, I have to start over, and I have to go back, back to the beginning. Yeah. He's like, he's tearing, tearing yep. paper. He's so fucking angry. <laughs> he hates her with he's a fucking, fucking He's so mad. But then yeah. you expect, like, you know, he, that's when he, like he would snap and like try to kill her and really it's just him being the asshole that he is yeah so it's just being jack It's just yeah. jack now mind you mm-hmm. before i saw the shining not i mean like for for the first time back when i was a kid mm-hmm. this was not the first movie i saw jack nicholson in. yeah you probably saw him in batman i 8-9. saw him in batman '89 as a yeah. joker so when I saw this, and he went crazy, it was of no surprise to me. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, oh, look, the Joker's going fucking crazy. And then part of me is like, oh, man, that's how it starts. Because yeah. I'm an idiot. Because, because I was an idiot kid, so I assumed every movie was connected. Um, so I want to so, talk about so the... So this was of no shock to me that Jack F. Negus went crazy. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I've seen him crazy before with a, white, with a green hair and a white face. Um... I gotta ask a question About the miniseries I probably don't have Too many answers about it Because I saw that miniseries When it aired in 90 just about the ending Did it end the same way This did? No With him freezing? No He blows up in the hotel He does? Yes Okay I couldn't remember if um... Because the hotel blows up At the end of the book Yeah yeah I know that But I couldn't remember if um, If they actually ended The miniseries The exact same way No 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 he blows up in the hotel I should watch that miniseries I like that I'm sure it's on I think it's actually On YouTube yeah, I'm gonna check it positive. out. I wish we find Rose Road Preach! I know. I Preach. Choir, Jack wanders into the hotel's gold room and meets a ghostly bartender named Lloyd, to whom he complains about his marriage. Wendy tells Jack that Danny told her a crazy woman in room two thirty-seven attempted to strangle him. Jack investigates room two thirty-seven and encounters a dead woman's ghost, but he tells Wendy that he saw nothing. Wendy and Jack. Yeah, because he was about to fuck her. Yeah. Oh, he was. <laughs> i <laughs> he didn't just say, yeah, there was a woman in there and I tried to fuck her. Yeah. i oh. surprised he just didn't fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Wendy and well, Jack- she's dead, but whatever. <laughs> Can't awesome. get her pregnant. Has stopped me before. <laughs> Wendy and Jack argue over whether Danny should be removed from the hotel and Jack returns to the goal room, which is now filled with ghosts attending a ball, as it's called the Fish and Goose Soiree. Mm-hmm. Blah. He meets a ghostly waiter, bleh, who identifies himself as Delbert Grady. The ghost informs Jack that Danny has reached out to Halloran using his talent and says that Jack must correct his wife and child. After telepathically sensing Danny's fear, Halloran flies back to Colorado. Danny calls out red rum and goes into another trance referring to himself as Tony. I love Lloyd. I said it before and I'm, I'm going to always say it. Mm-hmm. I love Lloyd. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. He's, you know, he's still alive. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah Joe Turkle's still alive. He's been he's long retired, but he's yeah, still alive. Yes. He shows up at chiller <clears throat> he shows up a chiller every now Does and then. Does he? Yeah. Oh okay. I see him at chiller every now and then. Um but I spoiler, actually no no spoiler. This is one of my favorite scenes when he's talking with Lloyd. Mm. And he's sitting there and he's talking with Lloyd like he's like like he's known Lloyd for twenty years. Yeah. Like like <coughs> like Lloyd is an old friend who is at the who was at the uh at his well, isn't that part at of his, his, local, uh, at his local watering hole isn't that part of the whole ambiguous nature to the movie to no. it, was jack there before was he always there was he you know what i mean isn't that the whole part of the, the,
1: or, plane, the yeah, whole or, ambig- or, ambiguous
0: or is Lord, or is or <clears> is is <throat> is lloyd an amalgam of several bartenders jack has seen over the years back in his heavy drinking days it's possible but they're but they make it takes the um, what's what would the word be called? Um, the uh, the form the form of Danny's father, yeah. of Jack. But like, um, Jack makes it seem like, or or it's it's seamless that Jack has been you know he, that he's been on this road of sobriety for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's five months. Yeah. So and he and Danny was injured when he was five. So, but I don't think Danny is five in this. I, I think I feel like Danny's like six or seven. I think it says he's seven. Yeah. So like if he entertained when he was five. It's like so for two years he was still drinking, and then he, and then <clears throat> you told him to stop. Yeah. But I I, I mean, and then he's talking to Lloyd, and he, and he talks to Lloyd about how you know he loves Danny. He's like, now no, I, I love the little fucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like no, way they know. I wish Jack a away. He could say yeah. I, love, I love my kid. <clears throat> and then you know he brings up the incident. And he's like he's like that bitch. She'll never let me forget that. Like that one act. once again, Jack hates his wife. Uh-huh. This whole movie should just be called Jack Nicholson hates his wife, uh-huh. <laughs> which I'd be okay with. But yeah, but everything, everything with Lloyd is fantastic. He's sitting there and he's, you know, Lloyd. You know, pours in the music. You know, you give me a bourbon. Just give me a bourbon, a little glass, some ice. You can do that, can't you, Lloyd? Not too busy, Aria. Shit like that, and I love, and this and this is and this is one of one of my favorite lines of the movie. And so it's when he goes to pay. He goes, "Your money's no good here. It's on the house." No, that's that's later. <clears throat> but that's not bad either. When he goes, you know, I, Lloyd, I'm the kind of man if someone's paying for his drinks, I want to know who's doing the pain. Like that, that's so But that's not the line. It's where he talks about Lloyd. and He goes, "I like you, Lloyd. I always have the best damn bartender from Timbuktu to Portland, Maine, or Portland, Oregon, for that matter." Like I love that line, for for, for, which again, for one reason or another, I just love that. Again, that also plays into the Mm -hmm. ambiguous nature of, you know, was Jack there before? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, was Jack there before? And did did he kill those two girls and the woman? Was Jack previously married before? Is Jack towards No, no, no. No, I don't. You never know. I don't. Stanley Kubrick. I'm not buying that. (laughs) I I won't buy that one though. Sorry, I won't. I won't give you that one but then Wendy comes rushing in with the bat and hysterical because, oh, were, oh, oh, because somebody sti- ate all what? my hay <laughs> 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 I couldn't find <laughs> any carrots in that on. <laughs> Because Stanley Kuber probably just fucking yelled at her for something. Is there so any behind like, the scenes footage of this happening? I would love to watch. This. I'm sure there's something somewhere. We've well, seen that one where, where Jack's like gearing up. Yeah. And he like runs in place. And he's like, ah, ah, ah and He's like doing. Faces I assume Jack did that on every role, though. I, yeah, even when he even was. Even on which is Eastwick. Like <laughs> oh, you don't fucking say. <laughs> we should do that. Yeah, eventually. It's a great movie. I enjoy it. It is. I enjoy the movie too. It's ridiculous. But she's oh, there's somebody else in the hotel. And Jack just looks at her and he's like, What the fuck are you talking about? You know, in the in in the most Jack mm-hmm. way possible. Then he goes into two thirty seven and sees a a fine looking piece, this uh this naked woman, and he gets Jack eyes. That's the only way I can describe mm-hmm. it. Just like that lustrous look, his eyes were just like it's kind of like the look that Joker gets when he looks at uh, Vicki Vale. Mm-hmm. Like, he might as well have just been like, stop the press. Who is this? Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> Nine do, years before that movie's done. realize how bald Jack was, Oh, actually. Jack's so fucking bald. Yeah, and he was wearing a hairpiece in 89. <laughs> I actually forget that Jack was, like... Because you can clearly see how bald he is in that movie. No. Unless they cut his hair to look like that. It's possible. But he, like was. he was. Like, when he's in the. Uh, after Wendy locks him in the, the pantry. Yeah. And he's got his head down. And, and he's, got he's got that ODA. Yeah, he got you that see, yeah. Like, there was, like, nothing up top almost. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was a hairpiece or they just. Maybe he just grew and just. Maybe just the way it's combed later. Because every other movie we see, his hair is slicked back. Yeah. So. I mean, you're talking to somebody who has Jack Nicholson hairline. Yeah. I have I have Jack Nich- I have six year old Jack Nicholson hairline at 35. So mm-hmm. actually, no, I got a little more hair than Jack does right now. Yeah, you do. Jack is like bald. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess if I grew my hair out, I would probably have Jack Torrance hair. You don't have a bald spot though. No, I don't. Your hairline is just little is is receding a little thin. Yeah. But he like. I've got I saw it and it would have been, been, been like I've it, got if, uh <clears throat> I've got Bruce Willis Die Hard with the vengeance hair. Like that's that. exactly what you have yeah. actually. Um he, he he had like uh uh if George Costanza grew long hair. Like the early years of George Costanza, where he still had the sandbar between the, the uh, of as he calls it, the remains of an ancient great civilization. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fucking believe it. You're 100% right. Mhm. And then while he's Are you ordering food during our podcast? <laughs> it's called multitasking. It closes at it closes at eight. It's seven twenty five. Oh yeah, you better order. <laughs> Two orders of dumplings and three egg rolls, please. This is this is what he eats, folks. <laughs> That's what he eats when he comes over here. Um But yeah, so the ghost turns from this fine young thing into Edith Bunker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a slight to Edith Bunker though. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Looks more like Stevie Nicks. What's that? Look more like Stevie Nicks. I I fucking guess. Stevie <laughs> Nicks is a little like that. She turns into the old woman from Titanic. Okay. If she died on the boat. Okay. And, and, and laid at the bottom of the sea all those years? Pretty much. You think those uh, bones are still there? Or the well, bones erode in the water? Uh. Yeah, I guess. Wait a minute. Alright. Oh. I can't mm. Oh no. because right. mm, it closed soon? Yeah. Shit. Close to it's yeah, they close at eight apparently. But I'm pretty sure we can just call it in and maybe just go get it. But that defeats the point. I don't want to leave the house. Uh, we'll, g- cheese We'll figure it out. I don't want cheese. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll no. figure it out. No. <clears throat> so Jack is back and he's like, Oh, there wasn't anybody there. Meanwhile, he nearly fucked this this ghost. He was so, he was so <clears> close <throat> to getting uh to getting tail. Yeah. But. That's Jack. That's Jack. Yeah. Are these toxic waste. Uh, they're sour candy. Are they good? They're pretty good. I think they're better than the warheads. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, try one game. after we're done the podcast. Yeah. I don't want to get all fucking retarded during the podcast because my mouth is all sour. Uh, that's going to stop you from any other day When you get retarded on the podcast What am I fucking retarded man <laughs> There it is <laughs> Wendy discovers that Jack Has been typing pages filled with the phrase I got it all." They should working. remake this movie with Nicolas Cage's Jack Torrance I hate you Just stop <laughs> talking Oh, uh, Wendy while of my life uh, Put the bat down honey Put it down I said put it Put, it, put the fuck down that he can make that weird face that Jack it when she hit him in the head. He was like, whoa, he fell backwards. <laughs> I'm going to bash your skull after I steal declaration of independence. <laughs> Come on, you wouldn't want to see Nicolas Cage go all nouveau-schmantic for this fucking movie. <laughs> He's got the hairline for it. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> all right, <laughs> no. A Dumb cage. Right? Yeah. All right. Wendy discovers that Jack has been typing pages filled with the phrase all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. She begs a psychotic Jack to leave the hotel with Danny, but he threatens her. Wendy knocks him unconscious with a baseball bat and locks him in the kitchen pantry, but she and Danny are both trapped as Jack has disabled the hotel's two-way radio and snowcat. Jack converses through the pantry door with Grady, who unlocks the door of Jack. Supposedly. We don't actually know that. It's, that's... That's... Apparently, what happens? There are some people that say that. Oh, how can a ghost unlock doors? It's like, well, this is the same ghost who uh, who spilled uh, avocado on Jack when they're during that mm-hmm. that wonderful scene there in the uh, toilet mm-hmm. when Grady describes Halloran in a very offensive way. Yeah, that took me by surprise. I forgot that was in the movie. Yeah, this is the one. Um, that scene I is is what I actually just referenced when I updated my status last night. About the fish and goose soirée. Mm-hmm. I feel like once a year I put that up on there one way or another. Mm-hmm. Usually after watching watch the movie. And uh old friend of mine from high school, Jenna, she always comments on it. We'll go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Usually we're quoting that scene, and we get right up to there, and she goes, I'm not saying it. And I'm like, I'm not saying it either. Good. And that's usually where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> but every year. Mm-hmm. And once again, I had comment and she had commented back, and she's like, tell me your record to tell me you're reviewing this. I'm like, oh, we're recording it today. It goes live tomorrow. Yeah. She was like, tell me, you rec- or t- <clears throat> tell me you're reviewing it or I'm done now. Yeah. So she'll be happy we're doing this cool. and she'll also be happy that next week we're doing The Lost Boys. It's another one that's quoted frequently. What the hell? Clown? But that, that's a good scene too where she's going through the papers and it's just like that weird score is going on the entire time while she's reading. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's and it's then crazy. Jack shows up and he's just like, "I love the think? different typings on there too, like the paragraph structures and stuff." Like yeah, that. and misspellings. I love that. The the like little, all little details. Yeah. The little like details. it's all done. Like it's a like like it's a novel. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with, with the paragraphs and the structure and this that and the other. It's, it's fantastic all over the place. Oh yeah. And then just like that slow bell where She's sitting there. Also iconic is, too. And she's like, "I just I think we, I think we gotta you some up or dancing." I, like, I bet you have some definitive ideas on what to do about Danny. You know, and he's just losing his mind the whole time, basically just angry at his wife, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like, "I have a contract to the to look off to 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 look after the overlook hotel to the first of may or, or or to may the first mm-hmm. he's trying to be all uh all um like this upstanding citizen when he's really yeah. a, like a massive well, scum it's tag. he says later when, when, when she goes, I think we should take him down the mountain to, to take him to the doctor and get help. And then he's like, Oh, that's yeah, so fucking typical of you when I have the chance to make something of myself. Mm-hmm. He's like, gonna go back to Boulder. I can, it's like I'll really be able to provide working at a car wash and something off people's driveways. I can really punch my ticket then, can I? Mm-hmm. So I wonder, just like after this incident where he was a school teacher, I guess he just hasn't been able to get a job since then, yeah, because I, I believe it's mentioned in. Um in doctor sleep well in the book one of his anger outbursts he apparently attacks a student that's why he that's why he can't get a job as a teacher yeah but that's not alluded to here Mm. I mean we know he's got a bad anger problem Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. but that's another psychotic scene where they're going up and he's like give me the bat give me the bat Marge give me the bat shitting it's always gonna come back to that that's the best treehouse of horror I agree I agree. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Yeah. Don't even bother telling me because I'm, I'm not going to agree with you. And Dick's just trying to... is trying like hell to get through to the hotel. hmm He's like, Oh, hello. This is Dick Halloran. <laughs> is he still uh, alive, Scott No, I think he's been dead for a while. Has he? Possibly. Um, yeah, I think he's been dead for way a while. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll check out real quick. But I'm pretty sure... Uh, yeah, he's been dead since 86. Has he really? Well, yeah. I mean, he was also born in 1910. So if he was still alive, he'd be 110 today. So. 86? So, 26 so. years after this. So yeah. he died at 76? Yeah. Cool. So it seems. Danny continues chanting and drawing the word red rum. When Wendy sees the word reversed in the bedroom mirror, the word is revealed to be murder. Jack hacks through the quarter 's main door of the next. Wendy sends Danny through the bathroom window, but cannot get out herself. Jack breaks through the door, but retreats after Wendy slashes his hand with a knife because she's not a she 's not a Johnny Carson fan uh-uh. Hearing Halloran arrive in a snowcat, Jack ambushes and murders him in the lobby, then pursues Danny into the hedge maze. Wendy runs through the hotel looking for Danny encountering ghosts a cascade of blood <laughs> or, yeah the cascade of blood Danny envisioned in Boulder. And Halloran's corpse. That's not the only thing she encounters. In the hedge maze, Danny lays a false trail to mislead Jack and hides behind a snowdrift while Jack follows the false trail. Poor Shelly Duval. Poor fucking Shelly Duval. <laughs> I mean, at least none of those ghosts came up behind her, because then she would have scared him and just kicked the ghost in the head. Because you know you're not supposed to <laughs> approach them from behind. Yeah. <laughs> But she's she's running through the hotel after I'm gonna watch that part again when we're done here on pull yeah. up on my YouTube. Just running through the hotel. She at one point she goes into the lobby and it's all just cobwebs and skeletons. Mm-hmm. She sees the blood come off the elevator, which is which first off is interesting. It's supposed to get off on the third floor. Mm-hmm. You already made that reference. Oh, I'm gonna keep making it. True. The shining. And then she sees <clears throat> Everyone's favorite room of the man dressed as the dog, blowing the man in the suit. As you know, as I put your face on both of those people in a little photoshopping montage I was doing last night. But you didn't put them on both people in the same pictures. Like I sure. fucking should have. But you should have done it. I still can. <laughs> but it's weird because everyone's always like, what's going on in that scene? It's like, it's pretty clear what's going on in that scene. Furry play. Yeah. There was a lot of deviance. A lot of deviant nonsense going on mm-hmm. inside the halls of the Overlook Hotel. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what's happening, let me enlighten George, George, you. Regale, everybody. I'm pretty sure that dog was blowing that man. Yeah, you said that. Everyone, right. But everyone's just like, oh, what's going on in that room? I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. So. It's weird, because, like, first you see it, and then the camera zooms in on it. It's like, Stanley, you did not need to do that. <laughs> we understand. We get it. Uh-huh. We get it. And, like, as we said, like, the last 20 minutes is just her scared out of her fucking mind running through. Yeah. Every time she turns a corner, there's Stanley <laughs> Kubrick screaming at her and throwing fucking pennies <laughs> at her. And Jack just, with the ax uh-huh. I mean that's iconic In of itself Yeah I mean it's one of the most Iconic scenes in movies The Here's Johnny scene That may be the most That's probably top five If if you had a list Of iconic horror scenes That's top five Iconic movie scenes Yeah That's just horror Yeah Iconic movie scenes I mean that's That's a top five scene Everyone has done The Here's Johnny thing I mean it it was It it was was culturally significant At the time Uh Because of Johnny Carson And Uh McMahon And I love when Fucking Homer does it It's like Here's Johnny There's no one there and he's like, "You, hey, David Letterman." It's like, "Hi, David. I'm Grandpa." <laughs> and then he does it again. He does the, the he does a sixty minutes intro, and then yeah, you know, that's where they are. But it's mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. It's so fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. And they had to put up a real door because originally original was a fake door. But Jack is a former volunteer firefighter, so through the fake door he blew through it in like two shots. So they had to put a real one up because mm-hmm. Jack knows how to swing an axe. Yeah. Clearly. Uh-huh. Clearly. I didn't need to see this. Oh, Jack knows how to work that. Almost like he's comfortable with it. Like he's just hacking down doors uh-huh. to pass the time. Dick Halloran in the book lives. Uh-huh. Because he's... Although he is attacked, but he's attacked by um, topiary animals from the hedge maze. Yeah. Which we don't get in the movie, but they are in the book. But... I don't exactly know what the fuck the point was of having Dick show up if you're just going to kill him as soon as he walked through the fucking door. That's a good question. Like, he came in, and he's just, hello, and he's walking through the lobby, and then that's where he gets it, right there in the fucking lobby. It's like, what was the exact purpose of bringing him to the hotel? I'm assuming so somebody would show up with a snowcat for Wendy and Danny to leave in? I guess. Because they get in his snowcat and leave, because it's the only one that's got fucking power. Uh Because when Jack hasn't fucked up. But I I always wondered what the purpose was of bringing Dick and if they were just going to if they were just going to kill him off yeah. after being in the hotel for five minutes. But I can't exactly pick Stanley Kubrick's brain. He's been dead for 21 years. Mm-hmm. Danny escapes from the Even maze. He really died too. He 70. Yeah. Danny escapes from the maze and reunites with Wendy. They leave and Halloran Snowcat while Jack, now hopelessly lost in the maze, freezes to death. In a photograph from the hallway, Jack is pictured standing amid a crowd of party revelers from 1921. The 4th of July ball from 1921. End of the movie. So, the ending is always left a little, you know, was Jack always there? Was Jack a spirit? You know, was, was Jack a ghost and this is just, you know, um, or was he a ghost who had died maybe at the hotel previously and then was just, you know, m- maybe that spirit reincarnated mm-hmm. in Jack Torrance's body and just calling him back to the hotel. Cause he, he always makes allusions to, you know, I feel like I've been here before. Yeah, like, deja vu and stuff like that. Yeah, it's over, yeah. yeah it's like, I mean, there's deja vu. <clears throat> then there's this, but this is like really close. So, I mean, it's, and that's where a lot of people who like the book have issues with the movie is because that wasn't even a thing. Yeah. There's something Stanley Kubrick added in to be Kubrick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does work, and it's something bigger. So, you there's know, people talking. to like, oh, was Jack always there? Or did the hotel just, like, absorb his body and just throw him in a random picture to, you know, to seem like another victim of the hotel? We mm-hmm. you know, there was also a... an alternate ending to this. Was there? There was also an ending where... Um, where Danny is in the hospital I think with Wendy and, and Ullman shows up because after he finds out what happened because you know, they found Jack's body and all the, this side and the other and Ullman gives Danny the ball the um, the tennis ball that Jack was throwing around uh. the hotel gives him the tennis ball and apparently that was the end of it uh. but they went with they went with this one instead which I think a I, I enjoy this better. I don't. I don't know how I would have. Is there? An, is 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 there? Is that scene actually available to watch? I don't know if it's a film scene, mm-hmm. um, but I know that's. I know that's an ultimate take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think Jack was always there? I don't know. Honestly, I don't have an answer to that question. I was even thinking about it today again because I I refreshed myself today before I drove up here to. And I just—I still don't know. I really don't know. It's so ambiguous. Yeah, it doesn't—it um, it doesn't even make it an option. And I've never read the book, so. Yeah. I know. I know. As you said, that doesn't happen in the book. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's just the hotel taking him over.
1: Yeah. In the book,
0: apparently, he also bashes in his own face and skull. Yeah, with a mallet. It's not an axe. Yeah. He, uses, he uses a croquet mallet. Yeah. Amy says she prefers the book to the movie, but she does not deny that the movie is not a great movie. I hope it because does. I think because when you look at things like that because when you look at this and you look at the, the the differences in the novel, you have to look at them as almost as two different entities. Yeah, that the movie is just separate from the book. Yeah, and it's weird because I did Doctor Sleep because I was reading up on Doctor Sleep today. It acts as a, like the the book is a sequel to the book, but the movie is based off the book, but is like a pseudo sequel to the Shining movie as well. It's Really, yeah. it's it's really uh, it's really, obviously because uh. Tommy Elliott fucking plays Jack Torrance yeah. as, uh, as um, Lloyd. Well, it makes sense for him to bandage up his head then after he bashes in with a mallet. He yeah. so. I mean, takes the bandages off. It's all I know. It's Bruce Wayne. But, it takes the bandages off and turns into the Joker because his skin's bleached. <laughs> there you, you go. You like that? I like there that. You, go. you have that one. That's for you. That's fine. I'll put it in my back pocket. I'll <laughs> for Happy, ha- Happy Halloween. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, rating out of 10. 10. Oh, we're just giving him. You're getting a lot of 10s. I told you, I think this is one of the greatest movies ever made. I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, I I think it's a 10 also. I mean, we're not going to fucking review a 2. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we're reviewing it too. Oh uh, yeah, we are. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's we're, coming. I, we should probably. We can't just be doing good movies no, all no, the no, time. We've got to have a month that's just shitty movies. We have to, or at least sprinkle them in every once in a while. Like, hey, here's Troll Two, or like shitty movies that we love. Maybe that's something yeah. we'll do for February or for for Valentine. Instead of doing sure. instead of doing romantic comedies, we'll do shitty movies that we love. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> all movies that are a two and a two and under. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. <Twice. laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm giving it a 10 also. Uh, yeah, like I it's, said, I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. I don't find fault with it. I mean, Kubrick does these movies. He's extremely meticulous. He makes sure there's no mistakes. If anything's in a movie, it's there for a purpose, just like Carpenter. When he puts something in a movie, he doesn't put it in just for it to be there. Mm-hmm. It's there for a Sonic reason. It's not like Spielberg, who leaves in fucking plot holes. And, um, yeah, I love Spielberg. I man. do, too, yeah. but there's the Spielberg I mean, I, reasons, Yeah, you know? Yeah, I love the Clear, you know... T- Weird takes and stuff like that, you know. Need it? We need it then. Um, favorite scene? I think you and me have the same favorite scene. What's yours? The first meeting with Lloyd. I think it's it's a it's a toss up between the first meeting with Lloyd and him and Grady in the bathroom. That's a good scene too. I think I'm going. I think I'm going to go with him and Grady in the bathroom yeah. now, just because it's. Jack has this you know his look of confusion was like Mr. Grady did, did you used to be the caretaker it's like oh you've always been the caretaker yeah and then he's, he has a look he's like Mr. Grady you were the caretaker here you know like Jack knows something's going on uh-huh. and then as soon as he realizes Grady's like you have a willful little boy you know and then it's like oh he's trying to bring an outsider to our situation a so and so cook yeah no, oh, it's his mother. I, there was actually seen. There was actually a part during that scene that it was a blip on the movie because I guess of just how it is on the TV. Mm-hmm. That when I watched it, I thought it was like a little flash or something in the movie that I had, that I had just never seen. Like oh, I never noticed this. And I went back and watched it, watched it on YouTube. And it's like oh, I guess it was just on the TV. But it's when it's I. I'm not going to bring it up on the fucking DVR. It's not worth it to scroll to fast forward an hour and a half through the movie to show you one scene. But it's when Grady's talking to Jack about It's like, oh, like, like my girls didn't care for the overlook at first, too. One of them stole a pack of matches, attempted to burn it down. During that, when he's standing there, there was like, I guess because there was an issue with it being on on our TV or something. But like there was like a little flash that came up on the lights behind Grady. And my dumbass thought that there were just little flashes of silhouettes of his daughters. And I'm like, holy shit, I never noticed that before. Hmm. So then I went and I t- to find it on YouTube to show you, and I'm like, oh, it's just an issue with the TV. Never hmm. mind. Because then it happened again later throughout the... I'm like, oh, it's just... It's it's the fucking TV. Interesting. So I thought it was a thing, and it clearly wasn't. Yeah. Because I feel like something like that...
1: Would have been would have been
0: genius though. Yeah, I yeah. also I mean if it's something like that and I it took me twenty five years to notice, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I don't have no business doing a podcast. Yeah, because usually I, usually I pick up on things first couple, first couple viewings. But mm-hmm. I digress. Uh, but that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the shining, showing. everybody. The shining, the shining, the howling, the howling. The Hell Two Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, fuck you, too. <laughs> See, that's what that movie needed. Need Kurt Russell. Because you know Kurt Russell wouldn't have been taken over by the house. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, fucking uh, old uh, fucking yeah. Tits McGee would have showed up in the fucking bathroom. He'd be like, yeah, fuck you, too. And he would have thrown dynamite at her. And her like, up. you're not Goldie. Yeah. <laughs> and Goldie uh, would, be, would be Wendy. Yeah. And Kate Hudson would be Danny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Wyatt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, that's The Shining, everybody. Let us know what you think of The Shining. Uh, do you think it's one of the greatest movies ever made, like we do? Uh, not just horror movies, but just movies in general. Uh, let us know. Join us on Sunday for Lost Boys, the uh, Joel Schumacher classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I mean, we're not going to record on Sunday, but you don't need to know that, but you do now. So yeah, oh great. Uh, so. Cats out we're, of the bag. Yeah, well, basically, we're pretty much just for like maybe just for uh, the next. Month and a half or so, we're just gonna shift recording to either Friday night or Saturday. Uh, cause they'll still go up on Sundays. Th- yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Th- Sundays are <laughs> still the release <laughs> day, but <laughs> yeah, don't fret none. Yeah, uh, just cause I don't want to miss football. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I've I been Dean Holdenville. I'm still George Rogers, and we will see you in the horror verse. Still, not at the Overlook Hotel. Not, no. I'm not there. No, no. I'm not. I'm not allowed to go there. Why not? Uh, I, I upper decked all the toilets on the second floor. Yeah, fuck you too. <clears throat> beep boop beep. <laughs>